You're listening to the Living on Purpose podcast with Pastor John Scally, a ministry of Emmanuel Church. Episode 4. Why does God allow so many rotten things to happen to some people? John? Yeah, this is a, this is a tough question, right? Because uh, some of you are going through incredible pain right now, and some of you are going through not nearly as much as someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we we tend to think like, man, there's got to be something wrong with me if I'm going through all this pain and all these problems, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's at work, whether it's with my kids, sometimes all at once. And we tend to look at other people and think, man, what's what's the deal? They're not dealing with stuff, but I'm dealing with stuff. And so it's a tough question, and we're glad to answer it today. Here's what I'll say. We're going to attempt to answer this question backwards in the form of the story of Job. So you've heard the story of Job. Yep. yep. It's, a, it's a great story. Uh, God just unleashes a lot of things on Job, allows him to go through a lot of things. And so I just want to share a few things uh, in God's word. Job chapter number one, verses 13 through 19. The Bible says, One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine, at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the savings attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. So right away in verse number 12 verses 14 and 15, you see that some of Job's wealth is stolen. But keep reading in verse 16 says, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who is left escaped to tell you. So again, he has some of his wealth destroyed, his servants are taken. It's a a terrible thing. Verse 17, while I was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. So now you have three different examples of stolen wealth, servants being taken. And you can kind of tell by reading the text that Job was a very wealthy person. Yeah. He had a lot going on and he was very blessed uh, up until this point. Verse 18, while he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on them and they are dead. And I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. So now not only has he lost all of his wealth, his servants, but now he's lost his family just like that. One thing after another, it seems like without relief. And sometimes we can feel that way. Although I think Job's story is maybe the most dramatic story we'll ever see in the Bible. Pretty extreme, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is, right? And so, but guess what? What? It's not over yet. Right, exactly. Chapter two and verse seven, the Bible says So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. So now he has lost all of his wealth. He's lost his servants. He's lost his dignity. He's lost his family. And now he's lost his health. Just like that. The Bible says in verse 8, Then Job took a piece of broken pottery, scraped himself with it, and he sat among the ashes. So let's think about this. 
by way of review. He lost his wealth. He lost his family. He lost his health. It's the most extreme example I think you'll ever see in world history, especially in the Bible. But I'll tell you, Job is our model in how to handle terrible things that God allows or sometimes brings into our lives. Through the process, at times he does struggle with God, but he never gave up his faith in God. Mm. Mm. And that's a that's a big deal. Right. So we're we're trying to figure out like how do we handle these situations when we're going through so much, when it seems like life is piling on. Right now you may feel that way. You may feel like life is piling on. You might not really be sure how to handle it. Uh, and what do you do in those situations? Well, there's a few things I want you to remember and think about. Number one, Job had integrity before the issues even came. Mm-hmm. That's really, really important to understand. The Bible says in chapter 1, in verse number 8, the Bible says, And the Lord said to Satan, now please understand, I haven't read all the verses, but Satan comes to God and says, Well, look at Job. He's only, you know, he's only worshiping you because of, of everything that you've given to him. Because God looks at Satan and says, have you ever considered my servant Job, how faithful he is, how integrous he is, what a good man he is? And Satan says, well, you know, he's like that because you've blessed him. So God says to Satan, okay, here's the thing, all right? Don't kill him. Uh, don't take his life. Um, but I'm going to allow you to do some things to him. And again, in verse 8, it says, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And so Job had integrity before the issues even came. I think that's important to notice. Mm -hmm. Another thought, Job trusted God in the struggle. In the midst of the pain, Job trusted God. There's a popular worship song. I think it came out in the 90s. I don't know exactly when. But it talks about, you know, Job when he says, uh, literally the verse says, uh, verse 20 says, Naked I came from my mother's womb. And naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Redman wrote that. I was thinking about that as you were speaking. I was going to share that, but you obviously shared it. So, yeah, it's just a, that's where the song, you know, it's crazy because that song is such a great song. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time sometimes singing that song because I think it's easy for me to say, blessed be the name of the Lord when he's blessing me. Right. But could I say that if he took everything away? Right. Yeah. One of the verses actually says, blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. When I walk through the wilderness, you know, there's there's nothing blooming in the wilderness. It's all dry. It's all, you know, stark, really. But still, I choose, my soul will choose to say, blessed be the name. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's that's when the rubber meets the road. That's when we see how serious we are about loving and trusting God. It's that trust factor. Are you going to trust God in the difficult times? Anyone can trust God when things are going well, when there's money in the bank and the kids are healthy and your wife thinks you're awesome. <laughs> like anyone can trust God in those times. It comes down to the difficult times where we see where our faith really is. And so, you know, Job demonstrated this though. He he says uh, that you know I came from my mother's womb naked and I'm going to depart that way someday and I'm going to give God glory because God gives me things and God takes away things and he he sees this and it's a powerful illustration of his trust in God and verse 22 chapter 1 says in all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing so he didn't blame God 
He didn't get bitter at God. Now, if you read throughout the book of Job, he did struggle through this, and I think that's natural, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but he never blamed God. In chapter 2, as things get worse, even the people around him start blaming God. The Bible says in verse 9, his wife said to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Just curse God and die. In verse 10, he replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And it's amazing. It says in all this, Job did not sin in what he said. And so he trusted God in the struggle. Again, anyone can trust God in the prosperous times of their lives. Anyone can do that. Uh, Job was also stable in seeing the sovereignty of God in his life. We think of sovereignty. We think of God in control of all things. And the Bible talks in Romans, actually, that who can know the mind of the Lord? In other words, God is doing things that we don't always see. We don't always understand. Mm -hmm. And are we willing to trust him in the process? Because God is omniscient. He knows all things. He knows the past, the present, but in particular, he knows the future. And so can we trust him that it's going to turn out good for us according to his will? doesn't always mean it'll turn out good, but it means that his will will be accomplished if we obey him and, and we rely upon him. We, we just preached on Romans 8.28 recently that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so that love of God is our confidence in who he is and our trust in him. Mm -hmm. And we're a part of his purpose, what he's doing. Yeah. Well, like you always say, our lives are God's story, part of God's story for God's glory. And yeah, we're characters in this story and, and something bad may happen to us so that God can show his power through that to other people. You know, the test that you go through can become that testimony to share the amazingness of God. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like God is doing something above and beyond what we understand or imagine. And, and for us, yeah, I mean, he's working all things together for good. But that good has a big picture mindset, right? It's not just right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, God is doing something bigger than we understand. I always talk about the reality that I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. And I think that's really important to always remind yourself of that. And Job understood this. He didn't really understand what was happening to him and why, but he trusted God. And he didn't listen to the outside voices that could have embittered him. I think that's really important. Like in the text, we just mentioned his wife, but later on, he has these guys, his supposed friends come along the way. And man, they really didn't understand what God was trying to do. And they could have really embittered him and pushed him in the wrong direction. And even though he was really struggling through the process, he never allowed that to cause him to walk away from God. Mm -hmm. A lot of people nowadays, they go through a difficult time and they just walk away from God. This whole deconstruction thing, uh, we've talked about this a lot. And uh, you know, soon, Abdu Murray is going to be a guest speaker for us. Uh, November 19th and 20th. So that's a little commercial for that. Make sure you plan to be here if you can. Um, but he's going to deal with these issues that relate to deconstruction. And one of the things that causes deconstruction is we go through pain and we're just like, I'm out. I can't handle this anymore. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that's what Job's wife said, basically, just give up. But we're not called to give up. We're not called to give up. No. So the question was, why does God allow so many rotten things to happen to some people? Basically, you know, the question I think reads even more, why is God allowing 
so many rotten things that pile up on me at one time. Yeah. So there's a few things that I just want to share. First of all, God trusts you in this in the struggle. I think that's really important to understand this. I talked about this recently too, that you can handle more than you can imagine that you can handle in the power of God. Second mm. Corinthians chapter 12 is a story of the Apostle Paul when he uh he is given a thorn in the flesh. And the Bible doesn't really explain exactly what it is, what it was. Some people believe uh, it had to do with malaria. Some people believe it had to do with blindness. Some people believe it had to do with an actual demon that was in his life. And Paul prayed three times that God would remove it. And God told him no every time. And Paul learned that the grace of God was enough. Uh, that in his weakness, he was strong through the power of God. And I think like the pain in our life, it forces us, it pushes us to rely upon God. And that's when the true blessing really happens and the strength really happens. And so God trusts you in the, in the struggle. That's important to understand. Mm-hmm. Number two, God is shaping you now for something bigger later. And we've kind of already addressed that. Like what God is doing in your life right now is not just for right now. It's for later on too. And I love to just remind us that God does not waste pain. Like what you're going through, you're going through it for a reason. And it's important that you don't waste the pain either. Right. You can pray to God and ask him, what's the lesson in the pain? What am I supposed to get out of this? And he may not show you right away. He might not even show you. I don't know. But I do know this. When we're vulnerable, we tend to be more dependent. More dependent, we tend to be more humble. And when we're more humble, we're exactly where we need to be to be used by God. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one more thought. Number three, God knows that you can overcome the struggle in his strength. And that's what we've already kind of spoken on as well. I love the verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, where the Bible tells us God will not give you more than you can bear in temptation. And so whatever the challenge is in your life, God is never going to give you something that through his strength you cannot overcome. And that's why we are challenged to walk by the Spirit and to trust the Holy Spirit and to apply the words of God from the actual word of God that we've read, right? And when we do that, God really empowers us to obey him. And so, you know, this is a kind of question where I'm sure some people are looking for just the silver bullet, but there is no silver bullet. There's no easy answer to this. You just have to roll up your sleeves, keep going, and uh, obey the word and trust God in the process. And you got to keep this mindset that we're only in this world for a short period of time. The average person lives like 70, 80 years, something like that. But eternity is forever. And the choices that we make and our life that we live is not for right now. You know, Davis in Michigan is not my home. Heaven is my home. And so I anticipate Jesus, his return. I anticipate being with him. I live for all those things. And in the midst of all that, sometimes pain is a major part of that. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to episode four. If you have a question, please email Pastor John at john at weareemmanuel.life and join us next week for the next episode.